This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Omniverse. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is for mature audiences only. This episode contains discussion of ableism, abuse, death, the loss of a parent, violent conflict, emotional trauma, and mention of a pandemic. Please listen at your own discretion. If you find our Stygian story simply scintillating, unlock further secrets at patreon.com slash omniverse media and cthulhumystery.com slash support. Click the WIS's radio play adaptation of Percy Simple's immortal classic, Sweet Ermengarde. But first, do you feel that prickling of your skin? Do you have the distinct sensation of someone sneaking up behind you and dare you glance at a mirror to see... Yes. It's the slithering, betentacled shadow of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Or, more specifically, that of its showrunner, Miss Catherine Blackard. Hello. It's a pleasure to be back on the WIS Airwaves. It's been far too long. Yes, the series is known for hibernating for significant durations. I understand that you've got some news to share with us? I do indeed, but let's cut to the chase. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. The next series of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program isn't coming until later next year. But I'm not just here to tease everyone. You? Never. Heavens no. Cross my heart, may the devil put me in a burlap sack and drown this cat should I tell a lie. I'm here to delight our dear listeners on these darkening days. Miss Cats come bearing gifts. Putting the claws in Santa Claus? Hmm. Perhaps. I'm here to announce that all through December, we're unleashing an arcane advent event right here. Five episodes of Cthulhu Cthomentary, where myself, Keeper Luke Stram, and the occasional guest discuss the highs and lows of Lovecraftian cinema. Well, say, did you, uh, run this little Christmas caper by our programming director? You'll find out. Har har. Or, I suppose I should say, ho ho ho, is, uh... Is that starting today? I, I, I couldn't help but notice uh, we're blocked off for more time than the average interview here on the show. No, no. Not today. The Arcane Advent unlocks a new episode every Friday all through December. I'll discuss all that a bit more in a moment. Today. Hmm. <laughs> today, I've got something very special to share with Mystery Program fans. The Omniverse team debuted a new show this year. A sci-fi adventure series something I've been working on a long time. And though it's quite different, it's sewn from some of the same skin as Mystery Program. 
shall we say. A Lovecraftian lineage? In part, though it won't be obvious at first. The show is called Mother She Wrote, an Earthbound podcast. It's a story about psychic children stopping an extraterrestrial invasion. Ah, yes. Children. The logical first line of defense. Well, adults do have a knack for not believing the impossible. In this case, these young people often find themselves up against the evils of humanity. Authoritarian forces like police officers, for instance. Much like Mystery Program. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'd like to let the work do the talking for me. Today, I'm excited to be sharing an episode of Mother She Wrote with you. But stick around after, and I'll spill the beans about everything happening as a part of our Lovecraftian cinema arcane advent and some of what I've been working on for the next series of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Well, certainly. Anything we should know before we listen. It's a story uh, narrated via these young people's letters to their mothers while they're off on these dangerous adventures. There's a 12-year-old boy named Ninten, whose hometown was afflicted with attacks from poltergeists and zombies. (laughs) Wait, I thought you said it was aliens. Maybe it is aliens. Huh. But as you can see, there's... Myriad dark dealings that Mystery Program listeners may be drawn to. Yes, I'm starting to get the picture. Ninton has strange psychic powers that he doesn't fully understand, and also on his journey he's met a friend named Lloyd, a boy genius. They're both about to make a new friend, as you'll hear. Well then, without further ado, WIS and the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program are proud to present Mother She Wrote, an Earthbound podcast. Stay tuned after this special presentation for a further discussion with Mystery Program showrunner Cat Blackard about the forthcoming Cthulhu Advent event and the next chilling series. Dear Mom, I'm coming home to see you soon. And I'm bringing a new friend. That girl who lost her hat. I was right about that feeling I had. More than I knew, she... Oh, Nintan. Are you an epistolist too? Uh, I mean, my family only goes to church on holidays. I think we're <laughs> Methodist? Uh, no, no, an epistolist. Oh. It's an easy mistake. Apostles, epistles, epistler, episcopalian. Uh, an epistolist is someone who writes letters. I have pen pals too. I, I just write letters to my mom. Me too. Uh, I'll leave you to it. She's different. Like Lloyd and I. Snowman is a really tiny town, and even in the spring, it's really cold. We had to hike through some wilderness before we got there. Fun fact, Bigfoots exist and they can control ice with their minds. Like other people and wildlife, they're not really mean, just more victims of whatever's messing with people's brains. Lloyd and I were freezing and pretty banged up when we got to town. We put dad's spending money to use and got some warm clothes. It was handy having scarves to pull up over our faces because people were sick with the flu here too and we had to ask around to figure out who the hat belonged to. As it turned out, this Anna wasn't too hard to track down. She's the pastor's daughter. The church was outside of town and Lloyd and I were dead tired, so we got a room at the inn. But as we laid down, 
distant organ music drifted through the clear, cold air, like it was calling to us. Lloyd! Lloyd! Are you asleep? Signs point to no. Do you think we should... Do you think we should maybe go to the church? Once more into the breach. It was so cold and tough going, but the moon was bright and it wasn't long before we saw the glow of the church's stained glass windows lit from within. Lloyd? I see our reputation precedes us. This blonde girl wearing a nightgown stood up from the organ and... The next thing I knew, she was hugging us like old friends. Oh, uh, you're oh, here. We... Thank God you're finally here. Uh, hi. Oh, oh, we... Uh... You brought my hats. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Gosh, I'm not even dressed, and you've got to meet Papa. But I'm all packed and ready to go. Uh, I'm sorry. Packed? <laughs> Don't get silly on me now. Mm. Um, Nintendo? Uh, oh, oh, you're the transmitter. I'm the receiver. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ta, Anna. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. It's just I've spent so much time with you. It's like I know you already. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, Anna. Uh, do we what? have visitors? Papa, come meet the boys from my dreams. What? what? Excuse what? me? Anna had seen us in her dreams every night through all our adventures. She knew everything. I can't wait to see Magicant with my own eyes. Oh, you both look so cold. Papa, could you make us some cocoa? Lloyd likes his with extra marshmallows. An accurate supposition. She has powers like I do, but she doesn't just read minds. She has visions. She knew we'd find our way to her and that we need each other to save the earth, but also to save her mom. She was abducted, just like great-grandpa George and great-grandma Maria, just like a lot of people. Anna's mom was in Youngtown when she was taken, and the rumor is the entire town has disappeared. Anna, you've been my strength since your mother. It's going to be okay, Papa. I I promise. When I come back, Mama will be with me. God granted me these powers. He sent Ninten and Lloyd here. We're going to save Mama, and we're going to save the world. Believe in us. I do. Join us in prayer, boys. Well, I don't... Just just hold my hand. Youngtown is on the other side of the Holy Lowly Mountains, across the Yucca Desert. And last we saw, the Paradise Line's bridge over the canyon to the desert has been destroyed. But Youngtown isn't the only place where people vanished. Spookane, the next town over from Snowman, no one was sure what happened there. 
So we decided to check it out. Folks have been calling it a ghost town. We didn't realize how literally we should have taken that. Dear Mama, Back home, there aren't many people who'd call me brave and mean it. I startle easily. Things get too intense, and I'm huddled up, counting backwards, reciting verses, trying not to lose control. When you were taken, I did my best. People called me brave, but it's just a word to say that they were surprised I hadn't fallen to pieces. I stepped into some of your routines. I helped Papa. I don't think I'd have been able to keep my head up without my visions. Seeing Ninta and Lloyd and I together, I didn't feel powerless. I knew they'd find me, and I know we'll find you. God shows me what I need to see to keep going, and I'm thankful for it. I don't know if that's brave. I think being brave must be the confidence to stare down something scary and know who you are in the face of it. If you'd have asked me before today, I would have said, of course I know who I am, but the truth is more complicated, isn't it? I've been holding back something inside me for as long as I can remember, and so I've always been scared. Today, I started learning to be brave, because today, my world changed. Today, I learned something about me. The streets of Spookane were empty. A whole city, abandoned in chaos. There were signs of panic everywhere, but no people. Nature was already taking back the land. Bears and bobcats roamed the neighborhoods, and like back home, a malignancy buzzed in their minds. Then I saw the saucers hovering in weird formations in the sky, moving suddenly in impossible patterns and directions. It was a nightmare, this empty town. It it was like they'd already won. When we saw a neon sign lit on a hotel at the edge of town, we were drawn to it like moths. Hello? Hello? Oh good, someone's here. Wow. It's a relief to finally find somebody. What happened? What happened? Would you like to spend the night? No. We're okay. They turned around and something looked wrong about them. Uh, are you okay? Is anyone else here? Bed bugs. Ha 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 ha. Ninta. Bed bugs. <laughs> Ninta in their mind. Okay. There's, yeah. there's nothing. Hello. 
I pushed Ninton and Lloyd to the ground. A beam shot over our heads. When we looked back, the unblinking illusion of a human being was gone. Backbones. Is that one of the... Yeah, a star man, like at the zoo. Franklin badges at the ready. Good save, Anna. Stay behind us, okay? Hovering up from behind the counter, fingerless hands on its hips, was a, a, a white-skinned automaton. Lloyd and Minton rushed into action, and I froze. Hey! What happened? Hey, you! Take your dang hands off him! You broke my plasma beam! Okay, Hello. you! Lloyd! I froze, and... I could feel something in me. Like a sneeze, a tension, a, a word stuck in my throat. Painful to choke back, but clenched off on reflex. I could feel something in my fingers, like magnets, drawing me to a point. It ached. Lloyd's nose was bloody and Ninton's face was going purple. His eyes met mine. Then that thing looked at me, and I let go. Anna, Anna, are you okay? The Sasquatch's cryokinesis was nowhere near this devastating. Anna? Anna? Ninten, I, I, I'm sorry. I froze. <laughs> yeah, you did. You froze him good. Can you teach me how to do that? When I came to, I saw its body hanging limply against the far wall, pinned there by large icicles. Black fluid leaked down the ice from the punctures in its skin. You were amazing. You were all like, whoosh. <laughs> How come you didn't say you had ice powers? I didn't know. Do you have any other special abilities we should know about? I don't know. But I did know. Deep down, somewhere. Speak evil of no one. Avoid quarreling. Be gentle, show perfect courtesy toward all people. Grandma's needlepoint of Apostle Paul's words. You and Papa would point to it, I'd recite it. You warned me about getting too angry, but that's not it. Me having visions and talking to animals is all well and good. Those were safe, but I'd done other things, hadn't I? You and Papa were afraid of what I could do. I thought you were afraid of me. I was afraid of me too. I'd forgotten why. Did I hurt you, Mama? I'm sorry if I hurt you. I wasn't there to save you, but maybe I could have been. I just, I, I didn't know. I built a levee in me to hold all this back. A levee so high, I couldn't see the other half of the sky. Now that it's broken, I'm starting to make out 
the whole horizon. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com plus. And now, the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is offering bonus content to Fable and Folly Plus supporters, including character creation and how-to-play episodes, plus cast and crew outtakes, all still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. By the time we made it to the wilderness east of town, we'd given up hope of finding any humans alive in Spookane. But that's where we found them, in the hills. A bunch of the townspeople had abandoned the city and took shelter in cabins and rich folks' vacation homes. They said the trouble started months back around Halloween. A crowd of kids all fainted at the same time while rehearsing for a pageant at the All Hallows' Eve Festival. No one knows why. They said, in the weeks that followed, a madness spread through the town. Now the people that remain just live out here. It seems like they're doing okay. We couldn't help but notice that there was an enormous mansion up on a hillside. It's as big as a hotel. It could house so many people, but it was vacant. And no one would go near it. It turns out, it's the old Rosemary Mansion. I heard about it on Unresolved Mysteries. They say it's the most haunted place in Eagle Land, and inside, there's a haunted piano that plays itself. Well, it's all true. And just like back home, the spirits are restless. It's not that I don't believe you, Ninten. There just has to be another explanation. Oh, come on. You've seen aliens and a magical world in the clouds, but you draw the line at ghosts and zombies? What do ghosts and zombies have to do with extraterrestrial intervention? Beats me. But it's not a coincidence. Maybe it has to do with psychokinetic energy? How so? Well, imagine the planet is an attic, covered in dust. The dust collects over time, and it doesn't really do anything. It's inert, just like the residual psychic energy that people leave behind when they die. Residual psychic? Do they teach you that in church? No, they talk about heaven and hell. But what Ninton's talking about doesn't sound like it has anything to do with either. Haven't you ever seen Ghostbusters? No. Wow. I think you'd like it. You really would. But anyway, you've got this dusty attic, and then the aliens show up, and they're like a big psychokinetic fan. They want to control people's minds, or whatever it is they're doing, so they turn on their fan, and while they're blowing their psychic influence around, they can't help but stir up all of this dust. All of the dormant psychokinetic energy is kicked up everywhere, and the next thing you know... Your lamp attacks you. It's not an unreasonable theory. Inside the mansion, the electricity was out and the furniture was covered in plastic. It was like a crypt. A really fancy crypt. Why does anyone have a suit of armor in their home? Let alone two suits of armor. 
They do appear to be authentic. Hmm. This would be a great place to hide. What are we looking for? Stairs to the basement. And then, uh, an even deeper basement. Maybe a secret basement? What's a piano doing in a secret basement? Well, legend has it that one of the Rosemary's was born freakishly deformed. The family was so ashamed that when they built this house, they put in a massive basement to keep her hidden away, even from the rest of her family. That's horrible. It's worse. She lived her entire life underground, never seeing the sunlight. That might be why she died young, just a kid our age. The only thing that brought her happiness was playing a piano in the deepest, darkest depths of the basement. And ever since her death, she's kept playing. So this house was haunted before everything happened? Yep. Allegedly! Great. I get that we're looking for fragments of a song, but so far they've come from a bird, a monkey, a music box and a doll. What makes you think a haunted piano is part of it? It just, you know, seems suspicious. That's it? Hey, you get visions. I get feelings about things. <laughs> this fireplace is big enough somebody could live in it. Somebody does live in it. What is uh, that? Hello, Mr. Mouse. Uh, hey. I will never get used to you two talking to animals. So you want to hear the piano play? <gasps> yes, please. Oh, Do you know the way? Well, see, uh, I Ted. think the best place to hear it is Anna. from your grave. It's <laughs> very real. Ghost! Your mother eats trees in hell! Get them! Get them while they're alive and kicking! They came from everywhere, Mom. Screaming translucent shapes. Poltergeist throwing stuff around until they took shape into exploding piles of garbage. And worst of all, the suits of armor. They're not stopping! There was no going back the way we came. We ran deeper and deeper into the house and, and further and further down hallways and staircases. We were bleeding and bruised. In here! We were tired. <laughs> but ghosts don't tire. There's no method of egress! Lloyd, do you have any bombs? No, I use them all! Two, oh. two oh. times two Well then. Four. It's just us two and Sir Russ Bucket here. Is six. But we're not stuck in here with two you. Times four You're stuck in here with us. Two right, Anna? Five is ten. Two times six is twelve. I'd chalked up Ninton's bravery to experience, but that's not it. He was scared too. It's the way he feels things, his intuition, his belief. He believed in himself, that, that somehow he'd keep fighting, that somehow he'd make it. In that moment, I saw that he believed in me. He believed in us, and I could believe in me too. Right, Anna? Right. You, you stay away from my friends. <laughs> I 
let that little light of mine shine, Mama. And it melted the darkness away. Just like Ninton said, in the deepest, darkest depths of the mansion, we heard it. A piano playing by itself. There it is. Is that the melody? Uh, I don't think so. Ugh, darn it. Did we scare it away? I don't think you can scare a ghost. Maybe we should be ready for another attack. The playing was so lonely. I could hear her voice in the notes. This poor girl, locked away alone in here, even after her body had gone. She was still trying to reach out. So I sat at the keys and said hello. Hello. What are you doing? Shh. First, the keys were just moving on their own, but then in the glow of Lloyd's flashlight, I could see her, the faintest outline of the girl who had been, slowly glittering to the surface. She was smiling. That's it. That's the melody. Her eyes shone at me, and I smiled back. I could feel her ascending. The room trembled and released. The weight of all the pain that had held her here fell away, and at last she was free. emerged from that miserable mansion, weary and wounded, but laughing, holding each other in the full moonlight. I can't believe that. That was, that was so crazy. Three friends. The best friends I've ever had. 
each of us stronger than we ever knew. But together, there's no obstacle we can't face. No leap we can't take. Because Because we we have have each each other. other. I'll see you soon, Mom. We'll find you soon, Mama. Love, Nenten. Love, Anna. And that was Mother She Wrote, an Earthbound podcast, Chapter 7, The Power to Believe. Subscribe now to join Ninten, Lloyd, and Anna on their mission to save the planet from extraterrestrial invasion. I'm here with the showrunner of Mother She Wrote and the showrunner of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, Cat Blackard. Great to be here. Thank you for listening. You can find the show on all podcast players. Now, Miss Blackard, this was Episode 7. Why not start us at the beginning? Well, this is an unusual show. That wasn't even all of Episode 7. Oh? Half of every episode is an audio drama, and half is a talk show. You see, Mother She Wrote is an exploration of a trilogy of stories called Mother in Japan and Earthbound in the United States and everywhere else. They're kind of a cult sensation. They've left a pretty interesting mark on pop culture, but they're also really hard to describe. So, one night I had a dream where Doug Banks, you know Doug. Yes, uh, he played Hank Jr. in The Black Birth. Right, well, I had this dream where Doug asked me to make a podcast about Earthbound, and I woke up with this show all laid out in my mind. So you made a show because you had a dream about it? Yes. I mean, it comes with the territory around here, doesn't it? Anyway, listen to episode zero of Mother She Wrote. It explains the whole dream... I even pulled in Doug to say what he said to me in the dream. You are a strange lady. (laughs) You're surprised? Not in the least. Comes with the territory, as you said. I assumed you'd take it as a compliment. Oh, I very much do. (laughs) Anyhow, Earthbound, Mother, these stories, they're very influential to me. Many moments in the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program have been directly influenced by them. So... Half of every episode of Mother She Wrote is an audio drama that pulls you into the story, and the other half is myself and my wife discussing the details, influences, and behind-the-scenes insights from that section of the story. It all makes sense while you're listening to it, but as I said... (laughs) It's an unusual show. Precisely. And I'm hoping that all the lovers of the unusual here will do me the honor of checking it out and subscribing to it. We're about two-thirds through our first season at the moment, and there are more than a few Mystery Program cast members lending their voices to it. Most recently, Josh LaForge, who played Moses Rubin Covenfeld in The Terrible Secret of Flat X, he plays a psychic baby with the buttery voice of Orson Welles. I'm hearing lots of reasons to investigate further. Ooh, that's a good segue to the next thing. I've been known to segue a time or two. Well, thank you. As you know... The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is a fiction show. Why, I should hope so. Right. Well, fiction though we may be, I just recently got back from Norfolk, Virginia, where I perused an archive of effects pertaining to the real-life mystery of Special Agent Lenore Houston, one of only three female Bureau of Investigation agents whose life ended under unusual circumstances, possibly institutionalized by Director Hoover to silence her. If you've never heard of this, That's no surprise, because for some reason, no one talks about this. No one's written a book about her. And to my knowledge, no one has ever identified the documents that I've just looked at as a part of her story. Fascinating. And her story is a part of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Yes. 
There's a character based on her in our next series, The Case of the Penumbral Gate. And, well, we always aspire to historical accuracy, you know, to go with the cosmic horror and irreverent humor. Naturally. But we didn't expect to unearth an actual real-life mystery at the same time. How deep exactly this rabbit hole goes will definitely inform our next adventure. There's still a lot of sleuthing and post-production to do. But in the short term, you've mentioned a Cthulhu Cthomentary arcane advent of Lovecraftian cinema every Friday through December. I think perhaps our listening audience will join me in saying, what exactly is all this? Ah, well, I hope it goes without saying that Cthulhu Cthomentary is our behind-the-scenes podcast for the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. It's a special show exclusively for supporters of our work. We do episode-by-episode explorations of all the historical research, literary secrets, Easter eggs, deleted scenes, etc. from the show. But we also occasionally do episodes exploring Lovecraftian cinema, which brings us to our arcane advent. Every Friday this December, we're releasing one of our Lovecraftian cinema episodes of Cthulhu Cthomentary here in our public feed for the first time. Here you go. Uh, She's uh, given me a piece of paper. It reads, December 1st, The Color Out of Space. December 8th, From Beyond. December 15th, Reanimator. December 22nd, Bride of Reanimator. December 29th, In the Mouth of Madness. Quite the lineup. Aha, but that's only half the story. While these episodes are being released publicly, we are also releasing a whole new batch of Lovecraftian cinema episodes to our supporters. Caper Luke Stram and I will be discussing Dagon, Beyond Reanimator, Glorious, The Haunted Palace, and Suitable Flesh, a very recent adaptation of The Thing on the Doorstep. These episodes and the rest of Cthulhu Cthomentary are exclusive to the people who make the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program possible, our supporters at Patreon, and supporting cast. Well, Patreon you may know and love, that's at patreon.com slash omniverse media. You can go there to support Mystery Program, Mother She Wrote, and all the projects Omniverse creates. In turn, you'll receive early and ad-free episode releases, exclusive series, weekly updates, well, quite a lot of content, and the ability to become executive producers of the show. Now, uh, supporting cast, though, that I've not heard of. That's new. So new, in fact, that it might not be online by the time you're hearing this, but it will be soon. I do want to emphasize that our Patreon is where everything happens. It's like a membership to a secret club, if you will. It goes deep, deep into our catalog. And we share a lot of wild stuff there, like experimental RPG audio dramas. Supporting cast is different. It's more of a streamlined experience. Do you want to listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program ad-free? Would you like to access the library of Cthulhu Cthomentary episodes or bonus features and uncut game sessions? If you're looking for a breezy transaction, no usernames or passwords, that's the supporting cast experience. I see. Uh, well, it's like uh, getting food from a restaurant. Sometimes you want to sit and eat, make friends with the servers and the chef. And sometimes you just want to place your order and take your pastrami to go. Exactly right, yes. Like an audio automat. The simple fact is it it takes money to make our shows and pay our actors and artists. So we want to be sure that the wonderful people who'd like to support us can do that to their satisfaction. We've got more information on both Patreon and supporting cast at CthulhuMystery.com slash support. So, in summation, there's five Lovecraftian cinema episodes of Cthulhu Cthomentary coming every Friday in this very feed all month long. And... 
there's five new episodes exclusive to supporters coming to Patreon and supporting cast. Listeners can choose how they'd like to support the production of the next series of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program at CthulhuMystery.com slash support. We're so grateful to all our patrons and supporters. Making art is hard and getting harder, but you empower us to tell the wildest stories we can dream up, and that means everything to us. The community that's formed around Omniverse is a constant joy, and if you're not a part of it, I'd encourage you to join us. Subscribe to Mother She Wrote on your favorite podcast player, and stay tuned for a new series of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program in the new year. (laughs) And uh, more from me in just a couple days' time, it turns out, when this uh, arcane advent kicks off. Thank you for tuning in to WIS this evening, and thank you to Cat Blackett for joining us for this special broadcast. And now, some music. This is a hot little number from a band out of... Thanks for listening to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. This series is made possible thanks to the generous support of our producers, Amber Devereaux, Becky Scott Bailey, Bob Hogan, CB, Joe Tancrisiodelli, Josh King, Nick Dribble Deluxe, Miona MK86, Patrick Webster, Sean Hutchinson, Sean T. Red, and our executive Patreon producers, Big Bad Shadow Man, Marcus Larson, and Jamieson Lalone. You can join the team at CthulhuMystery.com slash support. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery program is recorded and produced in Orlando, Florida, and Louisville, Kentucky, on land stolen from their indigenous people, the Chamuqua and Seminole, and Shawnee, Cherokee, Osage, Seneca, Iroquois, Miami, Hopewell, and Adena. Acknowledgement of the first peoples of these lands and the lasting repercussions of colonization is just the beginning of the restorative work that is necessary. Through awareness, we can prompt allyship, action, and ultimately decolonization. For links to aid indigenous efforts and to learn more about the First Nations of the land where you live, visit CthulhuMystery.com slash land back. If you enjoy this podcast broadcast, please review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify, and be sure to subscribe to our series via your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes. Mother She Wrote, Chapter 7, The Power to Believe, was written, produced, and performed by Jessica Mudd and Kat Blackett, and featured Sarah Ray Werner as Anna. The original score is composed and performed by Jessica Mudd. Transcripts are available at mothersherote.earth. All characters appearing are fictitious, and any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This has been the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Good night. Omniverse. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You found the heart! She found a key to the heart. On the quest of a lifetime, three best friends take on a harrowing journey. Your mind and body will be tested in these upcoming weeks, as well as your heart. Where more is at stake than a gift from the gods. Being with Albina and I is going to be... Weird? Not bad weird, just, uh, different. Everything's different on the water. When new friends meet, you have an office? Where do you think I do all the pirate business? Pirates have business? It's a parchment nightmare. And family secrets are revealed. (sighs) We could be twins. 
Yes, I've noticed. This young crew of adventurers will learn what it takes to complete the deadly journey to the heart. It's not like an island could set a trap for us. What? Lightning fog? Are you kidding me? But is getting what they want worth losing what they have? I was happy with you and Charlie. Was? Look at us! How could I be? Journey to the Heart. Now available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tune in each week and vote for where you think the story should go next. Whoa!